Are you, like pretty much every parent of younger kids I know, looking for a smart entertainment option for your kids? Designed for kids ages 6 and up, Mysteries About True Histories, also known as Math, How Smart Is That?, is a weekly podcast full of time travel, puzzles, hidden equations, history, and humor. And while kids will enjoy the stories anchored around characters like troublesome trolls, pirate queens, and mysterious aunts, adults can benefit too. I admittedly delighted in learning a thing or two about Pythagoras and triangles in one episode. Every episode follows two best friends, Max and Molly, who work together to solve riddles and math equations during their time-traveling adventures. The series explores themes like the stories behind math, critical thinking, code-breaking, pattern-solving, and more, all weaving humor in with education to make learning fun. Episodes drop every Thursday and are about 15 minutes long, a great length for transition times during the day or a bedtime treat. So tune in to Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. Welcome to Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, your host, Christine Coe, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you will come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Hello, friends. Today, I want to talk about an experiment that I have been conducting the last couple of months. It's not an empirical one. It is a fashion one, (laughs) specifically around clothing rental. So I first want to start actually by sharing a listener ask that I received a while ago. And this person wrote, Christine has a terrific sense of fashion and design, and I would enjoy hearing more about how she incorporates beauty and fashion in her life, and also where she has to lower her expectations to get things done, if that's a challenge. This request, which I have had in the hopper for quite some time, is really very kind. If you keep listening, you will understand why it is especially kind to me as a human being. And while I'm going to focus on the fashion side of this ask in terms of my little experiment, I did want to share my general approach to beauty and fashion, which speaks to this request. First, I do love getting dressed and putting on makeup. It's worth noting that I don't need to do so in order to get work done, whereas some people find that their motivation is just really in the toilet if they don't get dressed. So while, of course, yes, I want to feel professional if I'm on a Zoom with a client or whatever, generally speaking, I don't really have a sense of self-expectation driving, getting dressed and putting on makeup. I just really like it. That said, when I do get dressed and in makeup, I am fast. I'm not fussy. I can't spend a lot of time. I have a lot of things I need to get done. So the clothing part I will address in this episode, but I just wanted to quickly share that when it comes to makeup, I have a very basic everyday look. It's light foundation, eyebrow pencil, blush, lip color. That's all it takes to make me feel pulled together and happy. And it takes a couple of minutes. If I want to go a step farther, I will add some eyeshadow, which takes another minute or two. And if I really want to go all in, 
I might do fake eyelashes, but that's really only for events. So basically for me, getting ready takes about 10 minutes or less tops in terms of clothing and makeup. Now, I also love days when I don't get dressed and don't wear makeup. I love going makeup free just to let my skin breathe and have a break. I love my soft, comfy clothes so much (laughs) right now, especially since it is getting cold in the Boston area. I've really been leaning into my fleece lined track pants (laughs) a lot. And some days, you know what? Listen, I don't even bother with a bra and it's kind of amazing. (laughs) I think the bottom line is finding a system that works for you and your life and that makes you feel cared for is the most important thing. It needs to be about you. Now, I want to share some backstory that I think is really important in order to understand why I feel that this experiment is even worth sharing. It occurs to me that some of you might be thinking, what the heck? This is like really frivolous. What is she talking about clothing rental? That sounds not like editing. That sounds like adding something. This is complicated. (laughs) But not surprisingly to me, there is a bigger arc of personal growth in play right now. So I want to share some history about myself here as it relates to clothes. As a kid and as the fourth daughter in my immediate family of origin, I lived mostly in hand-me-downs for my sisters. Actually, there was a running joke that every now and then there was a favorite shirt that crossed school photos for different sisters. That was just what it was. We didn't have a lot of money. Hand-me-downs made sense. I don't think I even really bought clothes until much later. And so the act of actually buying clothes was a little foreign to me probably until middle school or even a little later when I started to earn some money of my own. And in middle school, I learned quite painfully that clothes were really something for what I considered fancy people. And there's one story that drives that narrative for me. So in middle school, I grew up not well off in a very well off suburb of Boston. And there was a group of popular girls, you know, the classic kind of clicky popular girls. And I wanted to sit with them at lunch. And so I approached the table rather boldly when I think about it now. But I think I just wanted to sit there and hang out with these people. So I get there and the girl who proves to be the ringleader, she stands up and says to me, well, entry to sit at this table, there's a requirement and you need to have at least three pairs of guest jeans and two Benetton sweaters or something to that effect. And I just was like, okay, that's, I don't have that now and I'm not going to have that ever. So I guess I'll sit somewhere else. And it really was a formative moment for me because it just put a line in the sand of where I could be or not be based on what I was wearing or not wearing. And when I finally did start earning my own money, I still couldn't afford things like guest jeans and Benetton sweaters. It wasn't, it wasn't practical. (laughs) And so at that time of life, I really focused on knockoffs. There was a brand of discount jeans from Bradley's, the discount store called, I think it was called Palmetto. It had little palm tree, but it had 
a knockoff triangle logo like Guess Jeans. So I focused on knockoffs in an attempt to assimilate. I expect I fooled exactly no one. In high school, grunge and secondhand and giant sweatshirts were a thing, especially for many of the theater and music kids I hung out with, which took off the pressure in a big way, which was amazing. And then in college, I felt there was another shift. I attended a predominantly white, very preppy school. So again, I tried to assimilate. I ordered from a catalog for the first time. Does anyone remember tweeds? (laughs) I started wearing things like shirts tucked into khakis with pearls and scarves. It kind of makes me giggle just thinking about it, but that's what I felt like was what I needed to wear in order to fit in. After college, I retreated to the safety of black clothing. It was safe. It didn't show stains. You could easily wear things on repeat without notice. And I didn't really figure out what I actually liked until after I became a parent, left academia, and started working on the internet. Part of this was because the nature of what I was doing, lifestyle coverage, gave me the opportunity to interact with fashion brands. And also, since I was now on this blogger circuit, going to conferences and such, all of a sudden there was this interest in people who could represent and wear clothes. So, for example, the very first taste I got of this was a conference partnership where The Gap had a stylist dress me and put together several outfits for a trip to New York for a conference. And it was kind of mind blowing. I was like, oh my gosh, you can put a belt over a blazer? What is even happening? (laughs) It was really the beginning. And then another example was a partnership I did with Lord & Taylor and a wonderful stylist named Doreen Dove. And she was amazing in helping me get out of my comfort zone. It was just really great to have an expert stylist pick things I would never in a million years pick for myself and then feel myself have a strong positive or negative reaction when I tried things on. That was the big thing, was really that feeling moment. And then more recently, pre-pandemic, I did something with Bowdoin, really cute brand based in the United Kingdom. And I was able to pick three to four days worth of conference outfits and shoes. And the cool thing was, when I think about this arc, by that point, I had a really firm sense of what I loved. I loved color, patterns, classic lines, occasional moments of surprise. So I could pick things that I thought would look good. And all of them worked. It was insane. Everything they sent was fabulous and looked really good. So it was at that point that I finally understood the joy in self-expression through fashion. It wasn't frivolous. It impacted my mood in a real way. It just felt good. And yet, (laughs) despite these very strong emotional responses, I wasn't totally free of feeling conflicted given my history and not wanting to be, well, frivolous. We'll be right back. Understood is a resource I have recommended for many years to parents looking for support with learning and thinking differences such as ADHD, dyslexia, and more. And I'm subsequently excited to tell you about their podcast, Understood Explains. This season, the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. They cover topics such as how to tell if your child needs an IEP, common myths about special education, and the difference between IEPs and 504 plans. 
I love how Understood Explains breaks down the overwhelm by unpacking an important topic each season and then drilling down further into key basics in each episode. Most episodes are between 10 to 15 minutes, and episodes are available in both English and Spanish. So fantastic, right? To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello, friends. So... I want to share a little about my inspiration for even trying clothing rental in the first place. As some of you know, for some time, I've been kind of tired of my closet. I believe I've referenced wanting to burn it all down. (laughs) And I do love, as I mentioned, bright, colorful pieces, but I haven't wanted to buy them because I feel like once they get seen several times, they're kind of old news. That may sound kind of ridiculous, in which case, I'm just going to own my ridiculousness because that's how I feel. And then at a really practical level, oh my goodness, sometimes moths crop up and I guess there's a season for them. And I have been super bummed to lose some of my sweaters and things to moth holes. I used to be the kind of person who had cedar blocks and was good at preventative measures. I'm no longer that person. So... I decided one day, I was on Zoom with my colleague, Rebecca Regal. She always looks fantastic. And we were on a Zoom for something. And she had the cutest top on. And so I messaged her and said, oh, like, where do you you shop? Maybe I need to just shop somewhere different. Like, your clothes always look amazing. And she said, oh, I have Rent the Runway Unlimited. (laughs) I was like, oh, okay. So... I went through quite a bit of internal struggle about thinking about this clothing rental situation because I was conflicted despite my aforementioned learnings because first I was thinking, price, does this make sense? Is this too luxurious? I thought about errands and my time. I thought, is this going to mean I'm going to be going back and forth, you know, to drop things off at UPS? I don't like errands. I don't like more errands, rather. And then I thought, is it weird? Is it going to be weird not to own my own clothes and to be wearing stuff other people have rented? So here's how I got over my initial resistance. The first is the reality that I work incredibly hard. I make a good living. I deserve this. Bottom line. Second, I think you can consider to do it whenever, but If you are somebody who needs some kind of validation or encouragement, you could gift it to yourself for an upcoming birthday or holiday or to celebrate something. 
So I started my membership and started thinking about this around my birthday. So I just looked at it as a kickoff to my 49th year. And then, of course, there is the just simple logistical consideration that nothing is forever. If I hate it or if it feels at some point unaffordable or whatever, I can push pause or I can quit. So the next thing I did was compare a few services. And there were three major options that I was thinking of. The first was Newly, and it's because my friend Carrie is using this service. And as of this recording, it is the best per item price. It's $88 a month for six items. That ends up being $14.60 per item. And I originally considered it because Carrie walked in wearing this adorable sweater with smiley faces all over it. (laughs) I just was like, I love that. And then when I went to the website, I did feel the inventory was kind of too young and hip for me, like think Urban Outfitters. And as I did a preliminary scan, most things were like crop tops and looks that just did not feel like me. So I moved on. The next service I considered quite seriously and read a ton of comparisons and reviews for was Armoire. It was very promising. But ultimately, I just wasn't quite wowed by the selection. Their niche is squarely everyday wear, but it just felt a little casual and I wanted some options in case I needed fancy things or more unusual things. Uh, The pricing is a bit more than newly. It's $119 for seven pieces, which lands you at $17 per item. Ultimately, though, I landed on the rental service that everyone knows about and is what my friend Rebecca uses, which is Rent the Runway. Of these three options, as of the time of this recording, it's the most expensive at $144 for eight pieces, but there are a lot of pluses. So just to quickly recap comparison, Newly nets out at about $15 per item, Armoire $17 per item, and Rent the Runway 18 and a half per item. Now, even though it's a bit more expensive, here are the pluses that I found. First, of the three, I easily found tons of stuff I loved. Easy, easy, easy. They also have everything from casual to super fancy, even things like ski jackets. So I loved the variety. Third, they have tons of designers, including ones like J. Crew that I'm very well versed on. So I knew there would be some easy sizing evaluation. Fourth, and this was a huge one, the swap process is super easy. I don't know if this is available for all zip codes, but for where I am, they do door pickup. So I do not even need to go to UPS. I just leave things on my doorstep and they magically come and get picked up. Another huge thing is the site. It's been around for a long time. They have a very loyal community. so. There are tons of user reviews and photos, so this can be really helpful to guide choices and assess fit. Now, if you want to give it a spin, I wanted to share my referral link with you. No obligation, but you can go to edityourlifeshow.com slash rent, R-E-N-T, and that will get you 40% off your first month of membership. This means I think that I would get a bonus item if you signed up, so thank you if you decide to use it. If you don't, also fine. Okay, I have more to share about actually using this service, and we'll get there after a quick break. 
Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you listen to your podcasts. Well, hey there, Busy Mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it but I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. Okay, friends. So I want to share what I've done with Rent the Runway, and what I've learned from clothing rental. So it turns out I already had a Rent the Runway account. It has just been lying dormant for the past 10 years, (laughs) since 2012 when I rented a dress for a gala in Boston. That made me laugh. I was like, wow, a whole decade has elapsed. So before I officially signed up for the paid membership, I started favoriting items with a heart to see if I could find a critical mass of stuff I liked. Obviously, I said there was a huge inventory, but there's also a lot on the site that is way more fashion forward than I am. (laughs) So I just wanted to make sure there was critical mass. Because also, the other thing is that you can add hearts to things, but they might not be available at the time you want to rent them. So you need to have a good buffer. To start, I decided to try the 16-item-a-month plan. That's like the biggest plan. And this was to give myself a lot of room to experiment. It gives you four shipments a month, renting up to four items at a time, which basically means you're swapping every week, which can feel like a lot of clothing and a lot of management. I'm actually not out in the world enough to need 16 new items a month, which basically means I wear each thing once. But This was really good because by opting into this plan, I gave myself permission to experiment with lots of designers, cuts, styles to see what ended up working for me or not. For example, like ordering a really wild looking jungle print jumpsuit and not worrying about the fact that it looked absolutely terrible on me, like comically terrible. (laughs) No worries. I just sent it back. So I'm in a major metro area of Boston and I believe my clothing hub is in New Jersey, so the shipping is really fast. 
so far, if I request my swaps Monday through Wednesday, they seem to turn stuff out really quickly. Like I usually receive my order the next day. If you order on a Thursday, you might receive it by Friday or you might need to wait till Monday. Uh, Though I did have one order that I received earlier than expected. I thought it would arrive Monday and it came on a weekend. So who knows? But bottom line, Rent the Runway is incredibly fast and however they have their system set up is really quite amazing. The only other thing that I will note with when I'm placing an order is I do check the weather. I check my calendar to guide my choices, whether I need anything on the fancier side. This past shipment, I ordered all sweaters because I'm cold all the time right now. So that's usage. It's really, really very, very easy. So I've had a lot of fun learnings from this experiment. The first is, and this is one of my very favorite things, is that this service gives me the space to dress how I actually want to dress. I want things that are colorful. I want things that are fun. I want to try different things. And now I can do that, which is lovely. And I don't have to worry about moth holes. (laughs) I also get to make choices that are both polished and quirky. For example, right this minute, I'm wearing a sweater that has women's empowerment weaving all through it, which is amazing. And I also just received a sweater with a giant tiger face on it. I'm so excited to wear it. (laughs) And these are the kinds of things that I would probably never buy because they feel kind of impractical and they're kind of too bold to have in my closet all the time. But now I'm wearing them and I'm so happy. Yay, tigers. (laughs) Another cool thing about this experiment is that I really get to embrace other artists' creative processes. So even if an item, for example, doesn't work on me, I get to imagine that it will look amazing on someone else and fulfill its creative destiny, which maybe that sounds a little weird, but I really love it, especially as a former fan of shows like Project Runway and seeing people's creativity unfold in time. It's really, really cool to see what people come up with. Another thing I am truly loving not buying safe clothes right now, meaning items I like enough because I need to replace a blouse, for example, but that I don't love. I am just deleting tons of apparel emails right now, and it makes life simpler and happier. A logistical thing that makes my life easier, and this goes back to how I started this conversation talking about getting dressed, is this plan gives me a blueprint for what I'm wearing, and it makes getting dressed really easy. Basically, I know that if I've got meetings and events where I need to actually get dressed, I already have options. I've already got it mapped out. And the other days are up to me. I can choose to get dressed again or I can opt for no bra and comfy clothes. It's really great. From a selection standpoint, I do have some learnings that I want to share. And the bottom line is that once you start doing this and you get a little more familiar, and this is why going for like the bigger plan with more room to make selections and have things not work was really important for me is that I've learned what to look for in listings and that you have to be careful when you look at the listings. For example, at the beginning, I found that there were sweaters that looked reasonable in length in the flat photos and ended up being really short, which I'm sorry, cropped. It does not work for me. (laughs) So 
Now when I'm browsing and I look for sweaters, I look for ones that look long in the flat lay photo and then quickly look at the user reviews. And now I know which sweaters will work. I also have found that I adore puff sleeves, but some of the styles have been massive in volume. So again, quickly looking at the photos helps. This has been a longstanding issue for me, but I have a straight kind of boyish athletic build, I guess. So anything super voluminous through the body or with a cinched belted waist does not work for my frame at all. I have tried this many times over the years, but now that I'm renting, the reality has finally sunk in (laughs) because I've made some selections. They haven't worked and I don't want to waste my swaps on silhouettes that I now and fully embracing do not work for me. I've also found that one pieces like jumpsuits and dresses and things are possible, but they need to be a really streamlined, simple cut. This is related to the cinched belted waist and voluminous thing, but I just wanted to call it out. And finally, it's great to be able to lean into favorite brands. Uh, for me, Rent the Runway has things like Kate Spade, J. Crew, Tory Burch, These are brands I know well, the sizing works for me, the cuts, I know how they work. So that is pretty awesome. Okay, so what's next? Right now, two things are happening. The first is now that my preliminary experimentation phase is wrapping up, I have one more shipment in this phase. I'm going to go down to the eight items a month membership. I feel like that will be plenty for me because I can then wear things twice, which seems like a reasonable thing to do. And also, if there is a month when I need more options, you can always add items and shipments for an additional fee. So there's still flexibility there. And then also, I am continuing to whittle my existing owned closet down. I only want to keep the things that I really love and basics like sweater blazers that can be mixed and matched really easily. But I just I want to get rid of any sort of unnecessary stuff in my closet. So that's ongoing. It's a little bit at a time for me. So for your next edit, clothing is clearly a very personal thing. But as I said at the beginning of this episode, finding a system that works for you in your life and makes you feel cared for is so important. So here's my edit. Whether or not you choose to rent or shop your own closet, today I want you to look through your things and remove one thing. It can be something that you have sized out of, but are holding on to just in case. It can be a damaged item that you keep telling yourself you're going to get fixed, but are not fixing. It can be stuff that is fine, but just not you anymore. You can donate stuff. You can toss things in a rag bin, but just get rid of something. What a gift a little bit of space is, no? Okay, friends, you'll find the show notes for this episode, including links to resources and related episodes at edityourlifeshow.com. As ever, I would love to hear your thoughts and questions. Come say hello on Instagram or Facebook at Edit Your Life Show or send an email to edityourlifeshow at gmail.com. I would also be grateful if you would drop Edit Your Life a review on Apple Podcasts or tell a pod-loving friend about the show. Thanks for listening. 
When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play, and we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips.